0: The Association of Lutheran Mission Agencies annual national conference will be January 31st through February 1st in St. Louis, Missouri. Join other mission-minded organizations and leaders to learn about the changing face of missions while remembering that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Learn more about Alma, its membership, and the conference at www.almanetwork.org. Why are traditions and precious memories important as we build strong, healthy families for Christ? Why do traditions matter? How can we show our children and grandchildren who they are and what's important to us? What traditions do you and your family enjoy during the holidays? Join us today as we discuss family traditions. My guest our Corrine Jander and Faith Spellbring will learn about their families and discuss traditions for the holidays. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Welcome, Corrine and Faith. Thanks for being our guest today on Family Shield.
1: Sure, we're glad to be here. Absolutely.
0: Well, for our listeners that don't know, Corrine is my daughter, and she may say mom sometime. I, I know I've interviewed her in the past But sometimes we have new listeners or listeners that have never heard her voice. And I want both of them to share a little bit about their families before we talk about traditions. So let's start with Corrine. Tell us, tell our listeners about you and your family.
1: Sure. I'm married 21 years to David, and we have three children, Seth, who's 17, Elizabeth, who's 13, and Luke is 9. So we have grade school, middle school, or high school. And uh, we moved to St. Louis two and a half years ago because David is getting his Masters of Divinity at Concordia Seminary. So this year is a pretty exciting year for our family because he gets to be on vicarage and get lots of hands-on training. And we're having a great time. That's awesome.
0: And Faith, tell our listeners about your you and your family.
2: Well, I am married to a fabulous young pastor, and his name is Chris. We have four kiddos. I am Blessed to be able to stay home with them, and I work a little bit on the side uh, to afford four kiddos' worth of activities. Um, Anna is in fifth grade, Lily's in third, Luke is in kindergarten, and Abby just turned three, and she's my diva.
1: <laughs>
2: Great. Thank you so
0: much. Well, today we want to talk about family traditions. It's almost Christmas, and uh, so I guess most of what we want to talk about is holiday traditions, but we may go in other directions, and that's fine. Uh, I want each of you to just tell our listeners about one tradition that your family does that you enjoy.
1: Corrine? Well, um, we've lived in five cities since we've had children, and so some of our traditions stay the same based on where we move, and some of them change. But one thing that we've always done is find a really great light display in whatever town that we're in and you know sometimes they're the ones where you park your car and you walk through it and sometimes you drive your car through it our favorite light display was in houston texas and it was this huge neighborhood that had multiple cul-de-sacs and streets and in that neighborhood that we would drive to and see the lights when you lived in that neighborhood your home came with wooden lawn ornaments that were to be put out at Christmas time and each cul-de-sac street had a theme. So one cul-de-sac's theme might be the nativity and, you know, one um, yard in the cul-de-sac might have the shepherds and then another one, maybe baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph. So another theme was like Charlie Brown Christmas. Another one um, was like Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So there were um spiritual ones secular ones and it was such a fun neighborhood to drive through and we've never seen anything like it when you sell your house in that neighborhood the wooden ornaments go with the house they stay with the house and you have to like sign on that this is going to (laughs) be what you do and so we just loved that place that was a favorite Mm that's cool
0: well we'll talk more about other traditions but faith tell us about one tradition that your family enjoys
2: Well, we actually have a very similar tradition. We call it the ride of lights. And it's usually when I grew up, it was after Christmas Eve worship service. We would go riding around town looking at light displays, and then we would stop somewhere for pie and coffee or hot chocolate for us young ones. And I remember one year we went looking for lights and We couldn't find any good light displays, so my dad was driving the van, and we were all starting to argue with each other. We were bored in the car and (laughs) angry that our expectations weren't being met, and we were all fighting, and my dad pulls the car over, and he's yelling, and he gets out of the car to cool off, and my mom gets out of the car to try to talk to dad, and we sort of settle down in the car, and they're taking forever outside, and we're like, what are they talking about so we open up the car doors and we get out and we looked up. And the sky, what, it looked like the Milky Way was above us. It was brilliant with these just stars sparkling and twinkling, better than any light display that could possibly be on a house. And we were all just very humbled in that moment and we deemed that the best ride of lights wow, we ever had. Sweet. And our whole demeanor changed. It was very we I mean we felt like the shepherds on the hillside. It was very cool. <laughs> seeing those lights. We went out for pie and coffee and had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas Eve. Awesome. Awesome. Well, to some
0: extent, traditions help our children know who they are and what's important to us. Maybe more so to the mom and dad or mom, if it's a single mom, as opposed to the children. Mm-hmm. But talk for a minute about why traditions can help your children know who they are and what's important.
1: Corrine? I think traditions are that regular reminder that you know who you are in this family group. Traditions that you do with your family anyway. You know that when we meet together and do this, I can count on it. I can expect it. And um, when your expectation is fulfilled, that gives you a sense of safety, a sense of joy. And it's something that can be carried through in various locations. I know both Faith and I, we've lived in different places with our children And it's important to attach a memory to the different places that you've lived. And you can carry that through. And that regular reminder, I think, brings a sense of love and
2: connectedness in a family.
1: Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. Faith, what about you? I agree. It gives you that sense of belonging and that familiarity that no matter where life has taken you over the year, when you come back, and you repeat those same things you've been doing with your parents that perhaps they did with their parents. It really does make you feel connected to your family, uh, perhaps to your faith. Um, I know it does for us. And um, it, it's a good reminder. And um, when when you do move, if your your experiences are new and different or your setting changes, um, it can be a little heartbreaking when those expectations for your traditions can't be met the same way you're used to it, but that, you know, gives us a challenge and an opportunity to uh, keep our traditions and do them in new ways and find some flexibility in our life. That way we can carry on our traditions no matter where we are.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So I'd like both of you just to share another tradition. Uh, Faith, let's start with you this time. Anything that you do uh, during the holidays, maybe Uh, Something you did, as a you mentioned a a story from your childhood, but sometimes the traditions start when you're a child and then they go away for a while because of ages and maybe they start up again when
2: you have children. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We bake cookies Ah. every Christmas and they are very specific cookies and Mm -hmm. every child in the family when I grew up had their favorite cookie and we always had to bake those. And mine were stained glass windows. It's almost a fudge rolled in... um, Coconut on the outside mm. with colored marshmallows. And when you slice oh. the roll, it looks like a stained glass window from your so church. Hard. And they're delicious. Oh. Um, so those are my favorites. So I have to have those. And when I had kiddos and as they were growing up, um, I have one who loves baking. And she, has, she really leads the charge in that tradition now for our family. And she makes sure she makes mommy's favorite uh, <laughs> holiday treat. And all of my kids now have their favorites, and that's a really neat time. And I love that tradition because it pulls us together. Baking takes a while. You have to make the batter. You have to cook. You have to be there and watch together so that nothing burns and whatnot. And then we get to package up the cookies and deliver them to people, to our neighbors, to uh, friends at church. We have to get rid of them. We bake so much (laughs) that um, I can't eat them all. Yes, New Year's would have a lot of resolutions if I ate them all (laughs) myself. But um, it's a really neat thing to see your kids catching that excitement and carrying it on as well,
1: mm-hmm. and that
2: service
0: is a part of sometimes a part of traditions that you did make something to give to someone else, whether it was cookies or whether it was something handmade or homemade.
2: Yes, and if your traditions can involve blessing other people, sure. that's when it the tradition spreads, and your kids enjoy it because they see the joy they bring to others mm-hmm. and they want to do it even more and more.
1: Now I'm curious about your cookie tradition, because in our family growing up, grandma would get out a bunch of cookies, put them on a tray on Christmas Eve, and we would all like attack them. I don't remember them being out a whole lot before Christmas, but do you leave them out throughout the month or just get them out
2: on one special day? What do you do? I'm trying to postpone the cookie baking to get it as close to Christmas (laughs) as possible, because we leave them out and we bake quadruple batches of things and freeze them and have them ready. and. Again, really try to share them with other people. But we have such a blast; we'll, we'll even do it twice in a that's season. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if you do it too early, then they're all gone.
2: They're all right? Gone. That, that's why <laughs> Grandma always hid Yeah,
0: she hid them.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny! I didn't. Corinne, share
0: another tradition that
1: you have. Um, one tradition that we have was carried into our family from David's family growing up, and that's that we give the children an ornament every year at Christmas time, and we wrap it up and put it in their stocking. And their stocking is the first thing that they open on Christmas morning, which was like my family growing up, because my parents would always let us wake up while they were still in bed, and they would let us get into those stockings, but we couldn't touch the gifts, right, Mom? (laughs) So anyway, our children um, open up the ornament every year, and some years we get them all the same ornament, some years it's different, sometimes they were handmade by us or them, other times they're bought, but they usually reflect something special about the year, Um, and then we'll put just in really small print we'll put their initials on the bottom somewhere where you can't see it so that each year when we bring the ornaments out from storage the kids help us unpack the ornament boxes and they look for theirs and then they go and they each hang their ornaments up in addition to all the family collective ornaments that we have and it's just really special and fun and when I was talking to the kids this week about What's a favorite tradition you have? That was one that was brought up is they always know they're going to get an ornament. And it's just special, isn't it?
2: It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And they'll have those forever. So they'll always have that memory. Yeah.
1: And in my husband's family, when he got married, his parents packed up his ornaments and gave them to him. And so those are some of the ornaments that go on our tree, the ones that his parents gave him. So we'll do that with our children, too. When they grow up, we'll pack them up and give it to them. And then I think my tree's going to look a little bare, (laughs) so I think we're going to have to get some new ornaments then. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. Well, Edith Schaefer, uh, author of What is a Family, talks about the home being a museum of memories. Things that are worth preserving take time and energy. And she also talks about uh, the fact that someone in the family should be that curator that Mm. takes the pictures and gets them organized and helps people understand what is a family and why memories are important. Now, when we think of traditions, we're usually talking about memories, but good memories, because sometimes memories go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as you think of that, and it's just a great book if, if someone hasn't read it, uh, Edith Schaefer, What is a Family? How is your home uh, a museum of memories How about faith?
2: We have moved a lot, and so um, I feel almost a little guilty for not having kept and packed along as much of the kids' artwork and whatnot as, um, as I would have liked to. But I did take pictures of a lot of things that we couldn't keep because it just wasn't practical, uh, and each kiddo has a file, a digital file on our computer, and they go in there and they look at all of their stuff. And they'll go into their siblings' files and look at their stuff. Uh, as we've been to family members' homes, we've snapped photos of um, little memories that I have. My grandmother had uh, horrible rheumatoid arthritis. Her fingers were, were very, very um, badly bent. Um, and they, they caused her a great deal of pain for most of her life. But she was an artist. She could quilt She could knit. She could paint. And she had three little figurines that were about a foot high, and they represented her three children. And my dad, being a pastor, had one that was wearing pastor's robes with a stole, and she had painted it. And um, when I visited my parents' home recently, I saw it, and so many memories (laughs) came back. I started taking pictures of all these things around my parents' house. There's this little ceramic tree that um, is dark green and the edges are painted a frosted white and there are lights that sit on each ceramic branch um, that glow and it, it turns on and I've seen some friends post pictures of this tree and I need to get one for for our house sometime but I took a picture of it so that I could show my children these are my memories from when I grew up and they love it they love hearing the stories the family history my sister visited and I was telling some of these stories, and she said, how do you remember all of this? And asked for Christmas if I would write them in a book, oh. the the St. Jean family traditions uh, and stories, and give it to her uh, so that she, too, could share them with her family as well. So sometimes we have to help each other out oh, in remembering sure. all of these.
0: Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful story. I have just a few announcements I want to make, and then we'll continue talking about traditions. Family Shield's theme for this year is always be ready to give an answer based on 1 Peter 3, 15. I want to thank you for your partnership in the gospel as we share Christ with our listeners and help them know Christ, grow in his word, and strengthen their families. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Glad Tidings, to request it, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at family at gmail.com. We encourage you to sign up to receive our email newsletter on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com, or you can send us your email and we'll do it for you. Again, you can contact us at our email address, witness2family at gmail.com. The Board of Directors of Family Shield Ministries and I uh, pray that you and your family have a wonderful Christmas and that you continue to share the light of Christ. Now I want to go back to my guest again, Corinne Jander and Faith Spellbring. We are talking about family traditions. Corrine, talk a little bit about Um, the question I ask related to a museum of memories for your family.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, all the pictures we take are digital these days, but David and I do still develop some of them and put them in your old-fashioned photo album. Um, And I think that's because we take so many digital pictures that we just don't, think to look them up, but we're a family of readers. We have lots of bookshelves. And so if I keep the photo albums on the bookshelves, people will pull it off and look at it. And then it leads us to conversations where we can talk about the places we've been and the things that we've done. So in addition to the regular photo family albums that we do, he helps me choose pictures of our homeschool year so I do like a homeschool yearbook Mm, with our children that was awesome yeah I do that every year because in traditional schools the kiddos get a yearbook and they can look back at the things they've done but I just pick some of the pictures that reflect different um, coursework subjects field trips that we've done and put them in a little yearbook and then at the end of the year I give them one you know and I just order it from one of those popular photo sites and they make these beautiful books now So we do that. And the other day um, I was trying to pick out one Christmas picture from each year that we've all been a family together because as a Christmas present, I had asked my husband to make a collage that I could put on the wall every year at Christmas. And the kids were helping me. So they were going through the dates on the photo albums and picking out you know, all of the photo albums and choosing one picture. And it it just led to these great conversations. So I love her analogy of your home being a museum of memories. Mm -hmm. And if we hadn't printed them off and had them there, I don't think that in our family we would look them up on the computer. Mm. So I'm thankful that we do that. And I hope that we can continue with that commitment and not get overwhelmed by the amount of pictures because – it is an overwhelming task these days to go through all those, isn't it? It
2: really is.
0: And I think we take many more pictures today than we ever did in the past because our camera is always with us. I know. <laughs> and you can easily
2: share them online so well, everyone can too. have a copy. Absolutely, My mom made us a book for Christmas last year, I believe, um, that contained pictures from when she was young of her and her family. And it had all of the marriage certificates, birth certificates, death certificates of all of our ancestors uh, that she had collected. But she was the only one who had a copy of these or at times she had to borrow the original copy Mm -hmm. in order to include it in the book and then return it to whichever family member kept it. But only one person could have it. Mm -hmm. So she made us a book and now we all have this information. And it's so fascinating to go back and see the dates people were born and when they got married and what Mm -hmm. they looked like. Uh So that's a treasure. Yes, that's great.
0: Well, there's so many Bible verses that talk about parenting and passing on the faith, which is part of what we do through traditions in the home But uh, Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons, and I always say and it means daughters too, and shall talk to them when you sit in your home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Um, Talk about another tradition where you're sharing uh, your faith in Christ with your children.
2: Faith? We've actually been working in our congregation to help families do this in the evening to be in the Word together, and uh, we are doing. It's called Faith Five, family devotions together. Um, we where we talk about the highs and lows of our day. We read Scripture together, um, talk about how what the Scripture has to do with what's been going on in our lives, pray together. Um, it's a really neat way to, um, for us as a family. To remain in the Word, and the kids will tell us if we forget. Uh-huh. Uh, they've Because this is something we do consistently, uh, if we do slip up, they'll say, devotions, devotions, and the little one will say, devotions, devotions. <laughs> so um, it's neat that it's getting ingrained in them at a young age to do this. And um, I mean, there's something scientific, too, with the brain pathways. When you're doing something over and over and over again, your natural default setting for life is being set when you do this. So um, for our kids to have a natural default, to go to the Word every evening, that is precious and fantastic. And I'm really thankful for uh, my community of faith that is reminding me to do this as well with my family. And I love seeing what's happening with them and and their ability to start leading the prayers and leading the devotions as well.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Corrine, what about your family?
1: So a lot of times it's at night when the kids are little. So like right now um, with our nine-year-old, we read the Bible with him every night. Um, our kids are like almost four years apart. And so we found back when we were doing it together, um, there, would, there would come a time that it was hard to talk about it and have the kids get the same thing out of it because of their various ages. Mm -hmm. So sometimes uh, just throughout the years as they grew, we would make it more individual. So like right now, it's individual with Luke that we will read the scriptures with him. And um, we would take the time as the kids were growing, we would do the children's Bible and then work our way to the normal Bible. And that's what we're doing with all of the kiddos now that they're nine and up. Um, With our other two, we sometimes meet with them during the day during homeschool and do some Bible reading with them and some prayer time. But I think one of the things that they can always count on that hasn't really changed throughout their life and adjusted to their ages and their seasons of life is that we'll stop and pray when we see a need. And that's the sort of default you were talking about that I notice as they're getting older is that because when they were younger, they saw us. Maybe we saw an ambulance going by or to a neighbor's house and we just stop and pray about it or something came up and we said, well, let's just stop and pray about it right now. So now I see that my daughter has this lovely friend last week who had to go in for brain surgery and it was totally unexpected. And as we talked about it, she just got teary and was so worried about her. And she said, let's pray about it. I'm like, great, let's do that. So we just prayed about it right away. Yeah. So those are just some examples. Yeah. Mm Yeah.
0: And that's that's so important. I mean, a lot of times holiday traditions don't always have to be religious. And traditions in general are good for the family. But we want to make sure that, that they know who they are and whose they are. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So um, do you think traditions, I'm sorry, do you think that, yeah, traditions should be kept in the budget? I mean, should we put a little money aside to do something uh, that might be a good holiday tradition? What do you think,
2: Faith? That's an interesting question. I'm not sure I've ever thought about budgeting for traditions, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps for the holidays, you know, for holiday shopping and whatnot, and certainly for the food when you're baking cookies. But I, I think that's sort of a, a beautiful thing. I've always heard it said that um, you can tell what the priorities are by looking at the finances mm-hmm. and where they're leading. So if you are budgeting in your traditions – it actually proves um, to your family that it's important to you, that it's something that you value and you want to make sure happens. So um, I think it's a a brilliant idea, and I'm going to get a running start at that for next year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, my 17-year-old, we're training him a lot about budgeting and being a good steward. And so when he sees the things that have line items, he recognizes that those are important to the family, But if we didn't have a line item for the traditions, for the Christmas holidays or whatever, then that would mean that was extra. And so if the money wasn't there, what gets cut out? The extra things. And so if traditions are really important to the connectedness of our family, then I think that it should be included in our budget. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was just a, a thought that I had. Uh, there's so much more. We have less than two minutes. I just wanted to read one more of the Bible verses, 2 Timothy 3.15, that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. There are so many verses about our faith in Christ, and we probably have a minute left, but any mm-hmm. comment from either of you as we conclude the program?
2: It's amazing to me when people have had a life of faith that at the toward the end of life, even when they're losing their faculties and cannot remember names, they can say the Lord's Prayer. They can, or they can sing a hymn. It's there. It's in them, and it's alive and well. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: That reminds me of uh, gra- uh, Nana Chance, mm-hmm. my husband's grandmother, Corinne's great grandmother. She didn't remember anything toward the end of her life. She was in a nursing home for six years. But when I would come and sing Christian songs with her or pray the Lord's Prayer. She would say it. She didn't even know who we were, but she still had those in her heart. Mm. And that's the kind of thing we want our children to have the Word of God in their heart and know the love that we have for them. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. My guests have been Corrine Jander and Faith Spellbring. We're so glad you've been listening, and uh, we pray that you will have a wonderful holiday season.